Are you ready to dive deep into meaningful discussions, explore personal stories, and gain practical insights that can transform your approach to mental fitness? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Real Talk Mental Fitness Podcast, where open conversation and authentic connections come together to empower your mental well-being. I'm your host, Chinazom, and I'm so excited to have you here with us today. You can- uh, years ago, I had a conversation with a uh, with a sister. You know, she's a uh, she was a teacher, and we were talking about one of her students. And you know, the student he was this. He was a uh, she she described him as being tender, and and I had said, well, you know what, he needs to toughen up because you know this is a hard world. And she said, no, Leron, how come he can't be tender? And I thought about that, and I was like, well, okay, I understand that. Then, and I, and and you know, this may be like the wrong person to uh, to get water from water from the well, but and listen to an interview of David Goggins. I don't know if, if anyone knows who that is. He's a former, uh, I believe, he's a Navy SEAL. Uh, he's an ultra marathoner, and he had said, people young people need to get some toughness in them because this is a hard world. And I think that what you describe is, is wonderful. I just don't, I, I don't know if that's our reality, man, because I mean, look at, so before I preface this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I see things clearly from a racial standpoint. I'm, I'm a race man, right? Everything that I do, everything that I talk about is strictly filter through the lens of being black in America. And as a young kid growing up, man, like, you know, you know, you know, you're right. Uh, you know, our, you know, our imagination is, is, is very, it's very important. You know, being, you know, being a child is very important. However, adultification happens to us. And the reason why is because we live in a system of racism, white supremacy, anti-blackness. And because of that, we have to teach these young these young boys from like an early standpoint who you are and how you can move in this world. I know it's messed up, man. Like I hate that I am saying this, but we are not like anyone else. All right. My life is not like oh my guys. It's not like a Latino and Asian. It's we're different. And the the biggest mistake I believe black parents do is they don't prepare these young these young boys for what life really is for how they're going to be treated so i hate to say that i, I don't want to agree with david goggins man but he's right we have to find some toughness because this is a hard world to be black one of your points have actually hit on something that i'm struggling with in what laron just said is is true this is this is a hard world and for me race was a bit different growing up i'm from nigeria I lived in the UK, there was racism there, but it was nowhere near the level of racism I've seen since coming to the US. And it was an eye opener when I saw what happened to George Floyd. And I actually remember my son was just, had just been born then. So he was, he looked really cute. Everyone always wants to come and say hi to him. And I remember seeing there were these younger kids who lived where we were living and they were running across you know, 15, 16 year old guys. And I remember thinking, as soon as they were running across our house, I saw everybody in their windows looking and I was like thinking that's going to be my son in a, in a little while. And I could see the exactly what was going through their heads of those kids have done something. And lo and behold, less than five minutes later, police was driving around that. 
and it was a shock to my to the system to me that this this system if you're personal race it is totally different and you do you cannot you can't sugarcoat it in any way i don't want to take away that creativity from my son and i also don't want to start like on one hand i have to prepare him for what the world is going to throw at him but then on the other hand i cannot take his childhood away from him and i cannot take that ability for him to believe anything is possible and it's something that I struggle with of I know I love what you just said is I do have to do my own work because growing up you know I got to grow up in Nigeria which probably told me what it means to be a man or masculinity then I got to go to the UK and then the friends I have who different heterosexual homosexual what different things so I got exposed to that but then coming over here I do realize that I had limitations I didn't even realize I had like now when I'm trying to discipline my son or show him what what's right what's wrong and then it just dawned on me that I am going to mess this up several times and I have to start acknowledging to myself that I'm going to mess this up. And But then it's it's so hard, that line of, I love what Laurent has just said, because I think a lot of that fear of when I'm trying to prepare him is I know what's out there for him. However, at the same time, I can't take away his innocence and creativity. So I have to kind of do walk that fine line. So there's an inherent assumption in 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 this line of, of 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 conversation, which is that the way that we have been prepared is the best way to prepare our young people. Mm. Inherently false, because they're growing up in a society that is deeply different than the one we grew up in, right? So that's the first thing. Uh, the the second thing is it's not an either or proposition. We don't have to either make them tough or, or quote unquote, allow them to be tender. Because if you have a man who is tough, but not tender, you have a sociopath. Sure. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not an either or proposition. What I'm saying is, of course, we need to continue to prepare our young people, but we don't have to prepare them in such a way that will deeply damage them in the ways that we were deeply damaged. And I'm not, and, and by no means am I saying that we have to do it perfectly, but we can do it better. 100%. Right? Yeah. And so one of the ways that that I I want to discourage us from, from, from falling into this, this trap is the fact that Black boys running is, is, is a sense of alarm for white people is a white people problem. You understand what I'm saying? Because when I see a bunch of black boys running and they having a good time and they being loud and, rock and rowdy, I celebrate that. Create space for that. Normalize that. Now, here's the flip side, right? Uh, uh, we know that, that there are racist people who will use the police as a blunt force in order to do what? To, to reinforce racial hierarchy, right? To break the spirits, backs and bodies of our young people and to force acquiescence. I ain't with none of that. So if it were me and I see a cop driving around, I'm gonna pull up on the cop. Hello, Mr. Officer, I'm curious around what you're doing, what you're looking for. And there was a point where I was deeply afraid of the police because of my experiences as a child growing up. 
as an adult, I ain't got that problem. Does that mean that I don't accept the 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 possibility that I will experience violence? Of course I accept that. But I'm not gonna let the fear of police force me into acquiescence and internalized oppression. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not saying that we should neglect preparing our young people to encounter racism and other forms of oppression and their intersections. Of course we should. I'm arguing that a better preparation is to allow them to emerge and grow into their fullest humanity. Rather than doing the opposite, which is forcing onto them what was forced onto us, which is a kind of dehumanized uh, uh, socialization to prepare us for this environment that we're stepping into. So this is what I mean when I say we have these patterns of internalized oppression, right? They, they ensure our protection, they ensure our survival, but they also ensure the continuation, the reproduction and perpetuation of oppression and internalized oppression, hmm. right? So when we make our, our young men hard on the outside and bereft of tenderness on the inside, how, what kind of what kind of of men will these will these boys grow up to be? Sociopaths who we don't need anymore. Right. These are these are the kinds of black men who who uh, enact violence on other men, on women, on other gender identities, and so forth and so on. Right. These are the kinds of men who who feel no allegiance to the community and the cause of blackness, whether it is here, whether it is abroad, or, or what have you. I'm saying a better preparation for young people as they grow is to allow them to grow into their fullest humanity, which for men includes learning how to be tender. And I'm, I'm a, you know, uh, 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 Frederick Douglass said it is easier to raise strong children than it is to prepare broken men. You're not going to believe I have that quote on my fridge. So you asked me, you know, the one of the last places I got to go out before the pandemic hit when I moved from the UK was to the Black History Museum. And I remember seeing that quote before my son was born and it's on the fridge. And that brings us to the end of another insightful episode of Real Talk. We hope you've enjoyed today's discussion and have gained valuable insights into enhancing your mental well-being and productivity. Now, before we wrap things up, we have an exciting opportunity for you. Are you curious about your mental fitness score? Want to know how you can improve your overall well-being and boost your productivity? Well, we have just the thing for you. Head over to our show notes, where you will find a link to our exclusive mental fitness quiz. It's a quick and easy assessment that will provide you with a personalized score and actionable steps to enhance your general well-being and productivity. It's like having a personal coach in your pocket. And don't forget to subscribe to Real Talk on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know when we release new episodes filled with valuable discussions, expert interviews, and practical tips for leading a fulfilling life. You can also connect with me, Chinazong, on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for daily inspirations updates on upcoming episodes and behind the scene peaks 
into the Real Talk community. Remember, your mental well-being matters and taking small steps towards improvement can make a significant difference in your life. We're here to support you on your journey. Thank you for tuning in today. Special thank you to all our listeners who have joined us on this incredible podcasting adventure. Your support means the world to us. Until next time, keep striving for a better version of yourself. Take care and stay mentally fit.